Grind, grind, that's all I know. Find the time to quit, oh no. No matter good or bad, still I go. I never crack under pressure, I can't be broke. Sun up to the sun down. Map it out, now run it down. Mayweather, I never lose. I be making these money moves. Sun up to the sun down. Map it out, now run it down. Mayweather, I never lose. I be making these money moves. What's up, everybody? You're on the Bulletproof Mafia, and I'm Michael Munsterman. And I'm Ames. Oh shit, dude. <laughs> Your voice is butter. I know you told me not to say that, but I'm going to get out of the way. Otherwise, I'm not going to be able to let go. Let's just move past it now. Let's just move past it. I, I can't. You start talking, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> I mean, I've worked side by side, but you sound different on the mic. I mean, I'm blessed. I've been doing this for a while. You've been doing what? Let's, let's just tell everybody who you are, like who you are and what you do. Can, can we can we like lift the stage name and talk about it? Yeah, I mean, my name is Philip Jackson, um, better known um, as Eames. Mm-hmm. I am a singer-songwriter, um, but also a renaissance man when it comes to arts. I mean, I think that sums it up. I do, um, I sing, I used to rap production on the music side, also I, production on the video side. I used to, I used to rap also. I rapped some this morning. Mike tries to rap. I actually have done it professionally <laughs> which means i've made money and i have fans from it um mike, i mean mike I is have, closeted a closeted rapper do i have i feel like i i could have some fans from it i mean hey william, your dreams. william hung william hung ah. has fans right yeah but he also had one of the top networks in the world one of the what top networks in the world networks yes oh what are you talking about american idol fox oh now that's fair I mean, that's fair. You yeah. got me. I don't know how great I am. <laughs> Here on the Bulletproof Mafia, I've got Eames. So cool. Um, <clears throat> you know, and we're obviously different different bit of a format here. Um, we're trying to figure out our look and our vibe, which doesn't mean anything to you guys that are just listening, but um this is something that I task Phil with every single day. I mean, this has been an ongoing conversation for us. Yeah. Um uh, we're working on it, it's a work in progress. Um we're trying to figure out the sound and the video and different angles and light in. We literally just put the new the new backdrop up today. So we're working on some different things. Check it out. YouTube channel. It's uh youtube.com forward slash C, which they make everybody do now, forward slash Michael Munsterman. Um all these videos we, we put a video up for every podcast that we do, which is interesting because I think that when you watch somebody, you get a different feel than when you listen. Like you watch all these podcasts. Right. Do you ever watch one and you're like, holy shit, that was fire. And then when you go listen to it, it sounds different to you? Um, or is it the other way? I don't, I don't, this is going to sound really weird. Or you're going to piss me off right now. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll watch no. every video because I edit every video. Um, so I'm usually looking for your actions and whatnot, not so mm-hmm. much of what you're saying. Obviously, I'm listening when we're recording it. Right. But um, I can usually tell it's more fire, more fire um, when I'm editing based on how fired up you got in the video. Right, yeah, 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 like, oh shit, Michael's like got veins popping out of his neck. This one was okay. Yeah, I mean, some sometimes it's like that, and sometimes it's like it's a little overboard for my taste, you know. But I mean, <laughs> you've got to be you. You right, got to be right, you. Right, 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 right. And you're fired. Like <laughs> that's once. I'm gonna keep telling because every time Phil and I talk, like by the end of, it, especially if he starts critiquing, I'm like, dude, you're fired. <laughs> How many times would you say I fired you as of right now? I've been fired at least 
at least minimum 10 times. Okay, well, what's funny is there's a guy, I know he's listening to this because he always listens to it. He used to be in our sales department. Sam, do you remember Sam? Oh, tall guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Sam's a good dude. He's he's a loyal listener. Like, if I say, hey, I'm going to do an episode tomorrow and it's not up first thing in the morning, I'm getting a text from Sam, hey, where's that episode? Like, I'm on my way to work. I want to listen. So I know he's listening to this. That guy worked here for six hours before I fired him the first time. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I bet... I bet I fired that guy 60 times. Like, he'd say something stupid. I'd be like, dude, you're fired. <laughs> Just like you when you're saying it, this podcast isn't for your taste. So listen, so let's talk about lunch the other day because I want to I share this with everybody. <clears throat> you know, one of the things that we make sure that we try to do whenever, when I say we, I'm talking like entrepreneurs, whenever you're building a business, you try to pull people in who are aligned inside of, of the value of the message, right? Um, you know where I'm going with this yet? Go ahead. I know where I know what conversation we're gonna tackle. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're at lunch the other day, and I say to Phil, "Look, we we've built this this digital product, this this course, if you will. It's it's we called it entrepreneurs entrepreneurial secrets, entrepreneur secrets, right? And um and this course, when I say we built it, right? I'm on this side of the camera." Phil, Phil Eames, what do you want me to call you on it this doesn't, right now? It doesn't matter. For all you loyal Eames fans who listen to this because he pimps it out, right? Like, I'm going to call him Phil because that's what I call him every day. But the Eames, the one and only. So, and Instagram, the only Eames. The but only anyways. Eames. Yeah, yeah. So, man, that butter. You just keep spreading <laughs> it in my ears. I wish you could hear you right now. <laughs> Sexy sounding son of a bitch. Just got awkward. Just got awkward. <laughs> Can't look you in the eyes. And take scene. <laughs> All right. So anyway, um, we're at, and I didn't realize what we talked about until you disclosed it. So one of the things that you have to do as an entrepreneur is, is zero in on your customer. And I'm talking about, so when I got in the car business, I knew that the customer that I wanted to attack, the, the customer that I wanted to find, that customer was a customer that had rough credit. Um, was likely under $50,000 a year for household income and was not, so, they weren't perceived as an asset to big dealerships. So there are some assumptions I can make about that person. I can, I can deduce that that person lives in certain geographical areas in the city, right? There are certain neighborhoods or even, even so much as I could say counties right. that, that that particular buyer isn't going to live. And because I knew the area of the city that, that person did live, we we decided to build a dealership inside of Blue Springs, Missouri. So that that's just a little bit of insight. Inside of that thought process, then I go out into Facebook and I say, okay, I'm going to find the absolute perfect customer for the dealership. And it was pretty easy. Like inside of Facebook, if you understand how to use Facebook, you can zero in almost on a singular individual if you know enough about them. And so that wasn't that big of a deal. And now we are trying to talk through, okay, who is the entrepreneur that we want to have um, our product viewed by? So this is what, what are, what's the stacked most likely individual traits, talents, skill sets, uh, passion points, pain points, anything that would be an identifier digitally for that person who we believe is the right person for our product. And I said, okay, well, let's, let's go through the process of making this person real in our world. And, and here's what we're going to do. We're going to name them. 
Like, this sounds corny, right? And for Phil, he definitely is scratching his head while I'm like, okay, well, what's the name of our guy going to be? And Phil's like, um, okay, let me ask you this, Mike, because this, this is what Phil does. <laughs> like, I feel like you need to say that so everybody can hear it. Well, let me ask you this question <laughs> because I need that to echo in your heads as much as it echoes in my ears. And and that anytime Phil says, well, let me ask you this, it's because I feel like he thinks I'm unclear on what I want to have accomplished and he's going to help me like zero in on why we're doing this. And then he's going to decide also, do I give a shit about this exercise we're getting ready to go well, through? Well, that's not true. Okay. Okay. <laughs> then then before I go on with my story, you want me to finish the story first? It's up to you. All right. It's up to you. Well, then clarify what you mean when... When, when, I say, when you say, well, let me ask you this. Like, what's your, what's the typical thought process? And well, let me ask you this, because I generally don't I, believe I, that you always need clarity. I do. I think you overthink it a lot of times. I'm a very complex person inside of my brain. And I mean, I was just raised. My mom always said, there are no dumb questions. And if you need to know mama, something. Mama, what's wrong? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. If you need to ask questions, ask questions. <clears throat> so yeah. when you tell me something. <laughs> Mike seems to, uh, I don't know, is it Michael on here? You said I'm hey, Eves. Hey, you just do whatever you want to do. I call him Mike. Um, He's the only guy. In the, on the planet. Um, <laughs> my, I think Mike sometimes talks to me, and he. I guess he gives me more credit than I think I deserve. He uh, speaks to me as if I am some great entrepreneur, and I know all these amazing well, shit, business dude. savvy you, things. How many hours have you spent listening to my stuff? So here's the problem. You're either ignoring the content or the content's garbage, and I just need to scrap it all and start over. I mean, no. I've been here since July, and I've been listening, but I, I still think uh, sometimes you come to me with your... Let's see. You got rich at the age of twenty nine. I don't know what rich. I mean, that's you, you got. Know, so I made I made my first million dollars at the age of twenty nine. So you got at least ten years. Just showing your age there for a second. Um, you've got at least ten years <laughs> fired. Of, of you know fired <laughs> fired number two. Um, <laughs> you got at least ten years prior knowledge to me. So sometimes I ask those questions just to get a better clarification on what you mean by some of the stuff that you be bringing to the table. No, so Simple it's, as that. It's good. That's good. <laughs> Listen, I'm telling you, though, sometimes he just does it to stall me out. It's like, I'm going to confuse the shit out of this, too, because I don't give a fuck about what he's talking about. Not true. Not true. I'm always locked no, in. I'm just kidding. All right. So <clears throat> let me ask you this. Um, why are we doing this? That's that's where we pick up at that table conversation. And I said, I, and I explained the same thing I'm explaining right now, is that if you're going to sell a product, and it doesn't matter if it's belly to belly, like a business needs two key principles when you boil down all the bullshit that everybody talks to you about like there's two things that have to happen for you to be successful in business one you have to like find a customer you have to get somebody to get in front of you you have to get somebody to to either read your ad or listen to your content or you have to get somebody to walk through your door depending on what it is that you do what, what whatever the case is i'm gonna move this thing it's driving me crazy what Whatever the case is, you have to get that warm body to recognize that you exist and that you want to solve their problem. And then two, you have to sell them. And so the only way that you can truly sell somebody a product or deliver a product to somebody is to recognize that you're filling a pain point in their life. And like with our product, one of the hardest things that entrepreneurs like struggle with, in my opinion, is that they think I've got a great product I've poured myself into it and somebody ought to buy it. But the thing that they don't think about is who the hell's going to buy it? 
Right. Like, and and for some people, like I've got I've got a, a couple girls I've I've worked with on and off and inside of and and, and we've hollered at them here on on the show before, but um, like I think about their business and their businesses. We we want to make women's lives better through nutrition and style and everything else, right? Right. Like. And so for them, it's pretty obvious, like the customer that I want is somebody that's maybe out of shape or maybe isn't in the shape that they want to be in. They care about fashion or care about style or, or whatever. And, and they want their life to be better through fitness and healthy eating habits and, and, and then also how they look and, and better self-image, that sort of thing. So that's a pretty broad audience potentially. For me, the word entrepreneur is so vast. And this is this is why I wanted us to get clear on this conversation, why I'm bringing it up here, because I think that this is something that you as an entrepreneur or futurepreneur, you need to think about this. You have to get really freaking clear on exactly what is the need you're feel, filling and what does that customer look like? And so we're going through this exercise, Phil and I, on getting very clear on who our customer is. And Phil let me know something that he had been keeping from me this entire time. I had made a, an assumption about this dude because I thought, well, you're a musician. Therefore, you're an entrepreneur. You're a hustler. But what did you say to me about business at that, at that meeting the other day? Do you I, remember? I honestly don't remember. Oh, you better remember that. I think... It was something about how interested you are in business. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You remember the point where I get up and walk away from the table <laughs> and leave you with the check? Yeah, that's no, no, that's no. what I'm talking about. That that <laughs> conversation. Um, I guess I had said I, I think it was literally that. I, I'm just not um Passionate. I couldn't right, I couldn't find your ideal customer because I guess inside of what I do, musicianship and whatnot, I guess I don't look at it as a business and I'm not that interested in what I should have said was like I don't know the right words, actual business, like the business niche. Of business. Right, there we go. The business of business, right. which is what you sell. Um, I'm in the business of business. Right. So it's hard for me to, um, I don't know, directly pinpoint who that customer is. But do you feel, I love this. <laughs> <laughs> do you feel, no, but do you feel a pain point in people's lives? Do do you fill a need that people have in their lives through your hustle? And one of my, a couple of my hustles, yeah. Okay, but let's talk about you as a musician. The only Eames. Um, I guess you could say that. I think it, it is it is bare necessity, rarest form. I I provide entertainment. Right. Um, I don't know if people are coming to my show. Yeah, I guess they're coming to the show looking for entertainment or yeah. To answer your question, yes. Okay. <laughs> so there's a need that you're filling for someone. Right. Whether it Maybe. be a booking agent or whatever. So 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 let's get granular on that because this this is the thing. Like if my only goal today is to get you to talk about your customer, but also to get you to make this connection that I tried the other day. And and we're gonna try again right now. Real time. <laughs> In real time. All right. Who? Um, well, no, let's go back to the what. <clears throat> okay, so a customer comes, you said, because they want to be entertained. Right. Could a, What would a byproduct of, like if, why would somebody want to pay to go be entertained? Like they could sit at home and watch TV. Um, they could go bowling. Right. 
So, so what's different? Uh, what is your service potentially like? Just go into that. Like, let's well, go deeper than they just want to be entertained. What possibly could they be trying to offset? I think just something new, something different. At least okay. with my music. Um, I know people go to the club every week in different places <laughs> and listen to music. It's only two things people pay for, right? <laughs> <laughs> We talked about that the other day. Yeah, and what are they? You remember? Um, two things people pay for. What was the first one? I remember the second one. <laughs> well, you can. <clears throat> people will. It's funny. People will pay for money, wealth creation. Like right, they'll they'll pay. Um, we call it. They'll pay to get paid. Right. And what's the other thing they'll the pay? The other one's laid. I knew that one. <laughs> I didn't forget that one. <laughs> You're like, you, you know what, Mike? You just, light came on there. Yeah. So, right. So, people are going to pay for, for two things. They're going to pay to get paid, and they're going to pay to get laid. And, right. the, and like, this is, this is just true. When, if you, there's another category in there that people will spend a lot of money on, and neither one of those. And it's, it's the, one of the only exceptions ever, and, and that's faith. Right. Like, inside of faith. And, and, but anything else at some measure on some fibrous level it's to get it's i want to be paid or i want to be i want to get laid right right do you agree L with that? laid is laid is very it's broad right but right. right the broad spectrum of laid right for sure because hey um i'm married right but i still pay to have access to a gym and it's not hey i want to go get laid right it's i want to be attractive to my wife exactly right but if I'm not, you want then I'm probably going to miss out on that. Right. Other L. All right. You know what well, I'm saying? Let's just keep moving along now. <laughs> I happen to know his wife, so it's getting really awkward. This, this, this could get awkward tomorrow in the office. All right. I'll say Phil made the outline for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so if you know me at all, you know there are no outlines for these podcasts. Right. Um, there's, a, there's cliff notes sometimes at best. But anyway, so inside of that, which category do you fill? That people fill? pay to see me? Yeah. Do, do they pay to see you to get paid or do they pay to see you to get laid? That's a tough one. I well, mean, you already said that you agreed with the notion that there are two categories. So I, you can't back out. Right, of that. Right, I'm not backing out. I think it, it's closer to paid versus. Oh, laid. shit. All right. Tell me why. Um, Paid means I'm taking pay. Like when people pay to get paid is to enhance themselves. Okay, you, you so so I'm gonna add a I'm gonna add okay. to money moves right now, and it's gonna be this. Listen to Phil's music and get rich. Well, no. Okay. Well, why but not? Listen, listen, right, to, listen to Ames's music, and I guess yeah, get rich, but within spirit because Ooh. a lot of my songs are about motivation and I, like it. I lift people up. I don't have booty shaking music and whatnot. And I love that you said that. So let's go back to what I tried to get you to say earlier. Okay. <laughs> you said people pay to come be entertained. And I, and, and what I wanted to say is bullshit. That's not true. People don't pay to be entertained. They think that they do, but there's a core something inside of them that needs to be altered. And what is that? You said, Phil's medicine, Eames's medicine, is for the soul. Right. But doesn't that mean something? So people are paying to feel better about themselves? Yeah. Well, 
But what does that? So so let me tell you like my perspective. Okay. Instead of like I'm trying to take you to the water and then shove your face. He always in tries it. to take me to the water. And <laughs> He's like, well, let me ask you this. <laughs> and then I ask, well, let me ask you this. <laughs> no. <clears throat> whenever whenever you get up in the morning and you're and you're feeling down, mm-hmm. like you're just like, oh man, I don't want to go to work. Michael's a dick. And I don't like what we're working on right now. I'm not even passionate about business. <laughs> last nine months. No, last nine, nine months. <laughs> no, I know. So, what do you, what's you get in your car, and what's your process for engaging your vehicle? Keys in your hand. Mm-hmm. Go. I walk in the car, start yep. the car up. Yep. And one of two things happens: I turn on a podcast or I turn on music. Okay. Now, love that answer. Um, and what podcast do you turn on? Why? Oh, um, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, you meant I was gonna start, He thought I was gonna say money or not money move bullet, bulletproof. I, no, what no, I'm no, saying no. is, you better say that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't answer it then. No, yeah, I'm bulletproof. Of course, uh, comes on automatically. Yeah, we're not plugging other podcasts here on Bulletproof Mafia. <laughs> we're about integrity, but just not on this episode. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But so, <clears throat> so you don't buckle your seatbelt at all. You just start the car, and then and I don't know who's listening to this podcast, but. <laughs> So you buckle up. So I buckle up. <coughs> Pardon me. <clears throat> okay. So um, let's just. So y- you you just said I I get in my car, I start up, and then I turn on the radio. Yeah. Okay. But I said on a morning that you're feeling down or that you're like frustrated or whatever, like yeah, you're not calling your closest friends, you're not nah. reaching out to people, you're turning on the radio. Right. And like. Do you see where I'm going with this obvious? I like I feel like it's pretty obvious what I'm trying Keep to going. say right now. <clears throat> so when the same's true for me. Like my my morning routine's super rock solid, right? Like I get up every day, I do some sort of sweating. Mm-hmm. Now sometimes that's going to the gym, sometimes that's like holy shit, I don't have time to go to the gym. I'm going to bang out a bunch of push-ups and some air squats. Um if I don't, like I'll bring myself back to that, but I always take a, a short period of time whether it's 1 minute or whether it's 10 minutes and I meditate. I focus on my day. I think about what do I have to accomplish today? Bop, bop, bop. This is my list. But sometimes that other voice is in my head and it's like, dude, I just, I just want to be back in bed. I don't feel like doing this shit. I'm frustrated. I've been hitting these walls. I like, I wish that somebody would lift me up. I wish that I had this thing. I wish that, man, I just, you know, and, and the universal word, like, I just kind of feel sad. Right now. I believe that feelings are a decision, not not like a thing. Right. So one of the things that I do when I feel sad or when I feel down or when I want to expressly lift myself up is I'll turn on the radio and not a podcast, not an audio book. Like I try to influence mood through song. Hmm. Sometimes I like literally, if I know that I'm going into work and I've got something I've got to deal with, um, that's going to be kind of combative. Like I'll turn on something like Eminem where it's heavy lyrics, quick lyrics, quick thinking. Like I'm almost trying to inject some juice into my mindset, into my spirit, inside, in, into my, and, and, and now also like, right, I'll also, I'm so polar because I'll also shut all down and just pray. Like, okay, here's what I got. Blah, 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 blah. Right. And then I'll just be quiet. Okay, I'm going to listen. But the injection of mood to me. So to me, music fills this need like a need of the soul. But but for a lot of people, could they be going to your shows because they're just sad? Like they're looking for that thing that lifts them up. They're looking for that next level, that 
what's like um I don't even there's a word it's it's like uh help me here that lifts them up yeah like it, it takes them to a place like uh, ecstasy is not the right word but like a place of uh, uh, euphoria mm. yeah yeah that's what I was so to me you're a business person filling one of the carnal needs now yours is is what's so cool about music and why I think that um that it's so powerful when we're talking about who's your avatar, who's your person, that who's right. your customer. Because I think that music is one of the few things that grossly affects getting paid and laid. Elaborate. Well, you said that it like you feel like it's getting paid because it, it lifts people up, makes them feel better, makes them feel more confident, maybe what does whatever, right? Right. Okay. What when I say like whenever I'm coming in the office I'm thinking about making money, I don't put on SOMO ride. Mm, I see what you mean. I I mean I don't I don't like um what's her name uh what the song only is that Nicki Minaj with the song only only you know what I'm talking about I have no idea what that that's is that's scary that I know that yeah, you I don't like because <laughs> that's that's not even me <laughs> you know some Nicki Minaj all right <laughs> but but the, what I'm talking about is that that's that's just straight up like she's talking about all um uh, Anaconda. Mm, right, okay. that's that's yeah, not yeah. gonna make you more money. Like, right, you can, think about, you can think about that song all you want. Right, unless you're Sir Mixlot, you are not getting paid on that. Right. So, uh, like, uh, that's my point. Is I think that I think music has the ability to be both spectrums. Yeah. And I've heard your music, and it's not about booty shaking, and it's not about anaconda, and it's not about some dude named Mike in the club, whatever. It's about you see what I did there. <laughs> <laughs> Your music is so like it's different than anything I've ever heard, but and, and so I'm gonna like. Do you got a link that we can put in the podcast that that can kick people over to some like a sampling of you? Theonlyemes.com. Everything's there. Theonlyemes.com. Okay, so and that's not gonna do you justice. Like if if you have an opportunity to see Phil live or Eames live, like go do that because. What's funny is this is this is how this. Well, I'll come back to this story in a second. One, we'll wrap up with that story. But here's my point. My point is, is that I, when we first got together and we sat up and we started talking about you, and I'm like, dude, you're all over the map. Like you've got this little hot button, you've got this little hot button, you've right. got this little. Like you remember that one-on-one -on -one, like firepower session we had yeah. up in my office? Uh -huh. And you're like, dude, you just hit me with some shit. It, but what I was getting at is, if you would pick one lane and and like focus and sprint down that lane. Right. But when I'm talking to you, I just felt like I was talking to an entrepreneur hmm. because you got to hustle. You got to get in front of booking agents. You got to get in front of people who are, are going to put you up in a venue. Right. You got to get like, you've got your, you've got your hustle, your game. And it's, it's, if this, then, then that, like they, they have a need, they have a need to entertain and make people happy, lift spirits. Like you do a lot of college campuses, right? Right. Why would a college campus pay to entertain students? Um, well, like I said, I can only speak about mine. Um, yep. Let's talk about yours. Um, I think they booked me because, um, I kind of preach creativity, innovation, um, furthering your dreams, which is, I mean, pretty much what college is all about, um, further education and whatnot. So, um, I get booked because with me, not only do you get music, you know, but you get motivational speaking in a different way, a different you, light. You're inspiring people. Right. You're lifting people up. Right. Because would it be a fair assumption to say you take a bunch of kids who've been raised by their parents their entire life and you jerk them out of their homes and throw them into college on a campus with people that sometimes aren't the nicest, like you could be dealing with some depression? 
Definitely. I mean, I don't know how I ended up in that field. It's the craziest thing in the world how I went from like quote unquote gangster rap to motivational speaking. Um, it's the craziest thing. But I mean, yeah, I just ended up like doing that through the years. Whether that was you know what I do in the neighborhood, like with the community kids and whatnot. But um, yeah, I think that's the majority of my bookings. I would say eighty percent. Whether it's college venues, conferences, um, even festivals, it's just you know lifting people up, lifting people up. So to me, that this is, I'll I'll circle this around for right. everybody that's listening to this. It doesn't matter what you do, like you have somebody that you're trying to reach. The only way that you get paid is if you is is if you help people, and you say, well, Michael, I work on the processing line of a hog processing facility. I'm on the kill floor. Like, how am I helping people? You are one of the movers inside of a great big machine that feeds thousands and thousands of people, right? If you don't care about what you do, um, you're not gonna do it as well as you possibly could. But on an entrepreneurial level, we have to, we actually have to give a shit about what we do. And even though you say, hey, I don't, I don't really care about business. I think what you were trying to say is, and the reason why you weren't really fired, although <laughs> every time we talk about this, I want to say you're fired, uh, is like, I want to Donald Trump style fire you. You're fired. Get your belongings and get out. Uh, <laughs> sorry. All right. That's um, four and five. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we just jump right up there. So my point is, though, is that because whether you realize it or not, and this happens a lot, too. People have a side business. They have, they're in an MLM, they're in a whatever. And it's almost like they give themselves permission to not be entrepreneurs, which is weird like, because you're a hundred percent entrepreneur. You're still kind of leveraging time for dollars at this point in your career. But the second that you scale to beyond that glass ceiling, then you start to get paid royalties and you start to get paid that mailbox money. And, but it, to me, it's all the same hustle. Right. Definitely. So now I ask you, who is my customer? Well, <laughs> um, and just backing up a little bit. Yeah, I yeah, think you're right. I, I don't think I meant to say I don't care about the business of business. Because um, I, I mean, I do. I, I study, you know, what you study in terms of, you know, marketing techniques and sales and stuff like that. Um, I guess I just didn't understand it enough to think who, what person would buy a business related product okay fair that's what i was trying to say but that's backing up Move. no no it's good so let's just dance on that floor for a minute so so what you're saying is it's not that you don't care about the business of business because clearly i do I've, I've googled everything underneath the sun and how to market to customers and you know just different things social media marketing you know traditional so, so forth and so on right and i want to give you more credit than you just resonated yourself like so we have, for the last six or eight months, been neck deep in every digital online how to make it rain course we could find. <laughs> right. Like we, we are a couple of the only guys who've probably watched every single Billy Gina's marketing video. We've watched every single piece of Gary v Vaynerchuk content. We've <clears throat> like, like thousands and thousands of dollars. I know and, I've spent for us. Right, and actually, I think another thing is a lot of people watch the content, I think we're, a couple of that I know of that have actually went out and tested, you know, right, not right, just right. read it and not sat there and did nothing with it. So. Yeah, right. Because if you just did that, you would definitely like it would not be a fake fire. It would be a, It'd be a real fire. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, like, <laughs> you don't get to just learn on my watch. Like, <laughs> right. like he'll go. So I have this thing I do to you every every single day. I stick my head out from behind the computer. What do I say to you? 
what are you working on? What are you working what on? Are you working <laughs> on? Yeah. <laughs> oh, but not because I'm trying to babysit, but just because I want to make sure, because I know you do the same thing I do. You rabbit hole down this thing of I'm learning something. And, and so, um, like there was a week in there where I don't even think you realized it'd be like, what are you working on? You're like, Oh, I'm over here studying on this. I'm like, you, you called it research. I'm like, are you on Google? Yeah. Okay. Well, let me just tell you something. Google search is not research. The next week I applied everything. <laughs> no, no, no. It's true. <laughs> so you need to go over to the video so you can see like the, like the expression on Phil's face right now. Cause there's a little bit of fear there for a second. Like, Wait a second. That changes everything. No. So cool. Um, Look, this, this isn't like crazy. I, I think that the the two things I wanted to accomplish in this episode of the Bulletproof Mafia one is get films over on get Phil over on this side of the camera, and the reason is is because there are a lot of times that just a a, a sounding voice to jump in and say yo 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 let's go back to that thing, like you just did there. Right. Um. So Phil's gonna be on here quite a bit more, and then All we're right. gonna, yeah. Um. <laughs> is that okay? I, mean, I didn't yeah. ask. Yeah, you know, sure. You guys will get to know Phil. Um, his his voice elevates like three <laughs> octaves when he's lying. <laughs> he's the worst liar. I wish I could get him to play poker with me, but won't do it. Anyway, uh, and then the other thing is too, just to get you to think about who's your customer and what do they look like, and have you actually went through the process of thinking, okay, if I had to take all of my customers and I wanted to create a mean customer, like a, a middle of the road, an average of all of the personality traits, all the age, the gender, like for us inside of this entrepreneurial secrets, um, our average is a what age man? I think we went with um, 34 to 50, I believe. That's right. Yep. And, and um, <clears throat> we found some really interesting things out about entrepreneurs. For example, 51% of all entrepreneurs are over the age of 50. I would have never guessed that. I think, I don't know, maybe successful entrepreneurs, maybe? Well, <laughs> um, what's funny about that is <clears throat> two other facts that we learned when we were on this discovery that really blew my mind. Number one was only 18%, yeah. 18 out of 100, one in five, less than one in five entrepreneurs make it to the fifth year of being in business without going under. Like what other suicidal mentality or personality, did the, what, other, what other industry is there where somebody's dumb enough to take a one in five chance? Right. Like, and not just any chance, a chance at losing like everything. <laughs> everything but their breath. Right. Right. So anyway, um, that was a super fascinating fact for me. And then the other thing that um, there was another one that, that the age thing was, was really kind of wild to me. Um, and then we had some discussion, which like, it just, we just rabbit hole in, in this conversation, but yeah, we did. You, you sucked me in. Oh, this was the other piece. The other, the other thing that, that blew my mind is that right now, so I'm, I'm talking to you, the hustlers, the shakers, the doers, the entrepreneurs, but right now you as, as an individual in the marketplace Every single year, eight percent. There's an eight to nine percent churn in entrepreneurship in the U.S. And right now, we're on a down. We're, it's on a down tick, a strong down tick. And it is every single year, nine percent of the existing businesses are going out of business and only being replaced by eight percent. Oh yeah, I remember you told me that. And and, and that to me, that just that changes the way that I think about entrepreneurship. Why do you think that is? Because I don't think people understand how to be in business. 
Like, I think that there are genuinely a, a lot of people who don't have the appropriate mindset. Like, success in business happens between your ears 100% of the time. You know, I don't know how many people I've talked to and I've said, well, have you thought about trying this? Or have you thought about trying that? And they do something that's one of the worst killers of any industry in the world. And that is they spend their customers money for them. Well, my customers just wouldn't do that. Like nobody would buy that. And the reason is because you, you, you gauge others based on yourself. Hmm. And so if you're really going to get into the marketplace and scale and grow, let's like, like for you, if I said, Hey, have you thought about going and playing at like mega churches? And you're like, mm, they really wouldn't they, like, they wouldn't pay me because of my music or my vibe or whatever. You don't swear in your music. Right. But you would, you would yeah. probably tell me that you're like, that's not a good venue for you potentially. If I did swear. Yeah. Right. I well, would. Right. But right now, the way that you are right now, would, do you play in any churches? Like, is that, I some, have, yeah, I've played in church. I don't, so I'm like, I guess I should, I guess I shouldn't be having this conversation with you because I'll do anything. I I believe everything no, I sells. <laughs> um, I don't believe there's anything that doesn't sell, but um, I don't know. That's just me. But most entrepreneurs are like, yeah, there's some places that they they just wouldn't they wouldn't pay me to come right, do definitely, that. Right. Definitely. Definitely. I yeah. think that's that's probably most entrepreneurs. Most. <laughs> yeah. Most. And, and the sad part is, it's not backed up by any data. Right. The data says exactly the opposite. There's literally a product out there, like some crazy stuff that's just selling bananas. I mean, it's the exact opposite. I just don't think people do the research on what's really selling and tactics or, that work. Well, and, and and in my opinion, it's it's not even that. It's about just identifying where your pocket of customer can be found. Yeah. Because there's 380 million people. I mean, when you think about, and I'm going to get like crazy extreme here right now. <clears throat> in today's day and age, we had something happen the other day. I, I told you about this. So we have an African-American salesperson here at the dealership and a guy pulled out his Confederate wallet and set it on the table and then accidentally oh. dropped his KKK card on the table. Did you, did you know that? <laughs> you, did, you did not tell me that. No. You know you didn't tell me that. I, I, I thought I did. <laughs> no. So, but Tyrone, like, he did an awesome job and, and, and like, sold the guy a vehicle. But the guy was <laughs> trying to rock Tyrone's boat. Wow. But here's my point. Like if, 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 if you're a bigoted asshole like that, one, quit listening to my show. I, you're, I don't want to be your audience. Um, but two, like I, I don't want you to be my audience, but two, um, you, uh, like with someone that's that extreme, like you're not standing alone. You're not a lone tree. Like there's a forest of people like that guy. There just is. Right. And, and there's a product that if that's your jam, which again, I hope it's not, but right. But there's a product you could sell that guy in all of his buddies mm -hmm. and you're going to, but now, it, but, but that, that applies to anything. Like there are, there are people that are into all sorts of weird shit. So if you literally, if you can't find enough people to sell your product to, it really boils down to you were lazy. I was, I was going to say that before you started the whole thing about the KKK. I think uh, one of the other bigger things is along with mindset, which I guess they're one and the same, is people just don't want to do the work. People don't want to do the work. I, I was reading something. I'm going to murder this quote, but um, I, I don't know if it was Bill Gates. Somebody asked Warren Buffett, like, uh, you literally laid out the blueprint um, on, you know, how to be wealthy. Why don't people just follow it? And they said people don't want to get rich slow. You know, a lot of people just, if it's not tomorrow, they don't want to do the work. They don't want to put in the work. I think that's the bigger, the bigger issue. Oh, I love that. 
And I also love how people tell a different story when they're 87 years old versus when. Right. So, so <laughs> most people don't know Warren Buffett retired for the first time when he was 26. All right. Yeah. And then went back to work and then made, became a million, made his first million dollars at the age of 30. And then by the time he was 39 years old, uh, crossed the, um, it was something stupid. Maybe he was, maybe it was the $10 million mark. And by the time he was 50, he crossed the. Anyway, I just watched it. Oh, really? Okay. Like bail within 15 years of within 15 years of of making uh his five the the hundred million dollar mark. Within 15 years of that, he made he was at the seven billion dollar mark. But even still, let 15 years. Now that's a lot of money to be made. He was, he was, yeah, was getting ready to go. I was getting ready to go. He was at a hundred million. <laughs> All right. But most of the entrepreneurs I know, which I mean, in 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 your respect, you think. I know a lot of uh, entrepreneurs, but most of the entrepreneurs I know, um, they don't want to wait six months. If it's not profitable in six months, forget it. Well, and yeah. So, so I think there's a difference though. If you're not profitable in six months, either, either you're doing that on purpose because that's part of the model. And, and this is something that's taught in a lot of business schools, which I personally don't understand. I don't think you should have to go in the hole. I think you can make money to scale. And so, right. but I think that if you're not making money inside of six months, we're going to fall back to what you said. You're not doing the work mm -hmm. because if, if you would have done the work going into business, if you would have understood that you're going to have up days, down days, if you could handle, but here's what really genuinely happens. Like you have a great idea. You talk to people, you're crazy passionate about it. You're like, holy shit. Like this is the thing that's going to make me a lot of money. I'm going to be super successful with this thing. Then people shoot you down. You get shot down one time. Yep. Like I would love to see a statistic to see how many entrepreneurs go out of business when they get told no six times. Right. Like, and, and if you're really good, if you, if, and I'm going to sound like I'm, I'm bragging here, I'm going to brag a little bit. Do you think? Yeah. <laughs> so I was in the car business where we had, um, it was myself and my daughter. It was in our first 30 days. So this is, this is after growing a great big company, get my mind right, understanding the psychology of sales, understanding the, the process of taking someone into a, you know, hooking them into a conversation, telling them the story, getting them emotionally vested in your product and your service, and, and then creating loyalty inside of that conversation so that whenever I ask for the close, a lot of times that comes in the form of them asking me for the sale. Right. So, right. Um, and, and, and you've told me this, you're like, dude, you're a master at when it comes to communicating with people. Yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, my entire staff, whenever there's somebody belligerent or going nuts, they come and grab me. And, and if it doesn't end in that customer writing me a five-star review, giving me a hug, shaking my hand, telling me thank you for my time, then I did something wrong. But um, I was 26 cars sold before I was told no the first time hmm. inside of this dealership. Now, there were some people that I told no because um, they, didn't, like, I, they didn't have enough cash down. We didn't have the right car. But... People who came in and sat down across from me, I'm ready to buy a car today if you, and you have the right car. Like so many salespeople lose right there because they don't know the game. Now I'm, I'm only saying that, like I'm, I'm rabbit holing just a little bit, but, but I guess my point is, is that if you do the work on the front side, if you say, well, I'm going to go into business for myself. So if you would educate yourself right. on sales, on communication, on marketing, just because you were managed to save up a little bit of money and I'm going to hang a shingle, I'm going to go into business for myself. Like a lot of those people fail because they haven't done the work before they went to work. I agree. I agree. Um, just for, just for the sake of the conversation. Um, 
I think, you know, my product, um, I, there, there was no other product out there for what I, you know, was trying to do with artists and teach artists, you know, educational and whatnot. But I sat down and just figured out, like you said, marketing and sales and how to pitch it. And so far, so good. So I think it's just a matter of no matter what it is, um, people won't, some people won't understand it. But if you just do the work and gain the knowledge and the education, you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, and I think that that's a great note just to look at everybody and say, savvy. Never lose. I be making these